0: hi and welcome to the live beautifully podcast i'm your host katrina scott and it's friday i hope you're all doing well and thank you so much for tuning in and being part of this amazing community i appreciate it so much and thank you for all your reviews i read every single one from you and it means a lot today i'm sitting down with one of my dearest friends emily de donato If you haven't seen her posts on Instagram, her hilarious videos on TikTok, or maybe strutting around New York with her cute hubby and her little baby in her stroller, she's a supermodel who has graced the covers and pages of Vogue, Sports Illustrated, Swimsuit, Cosmo, Marie Claire, and just about every iconic publication that exists. Most recently, Emily founded a skincare line Covey, which is amazing by the way. She's also a certified health coach, yoga instructor, wife, and new mom. In this episode, we talk about everything from meeting her husband on an airplane to launching her business, Covey, and the five most surprising things that came with pregnancy. We also talk about our personal superpowers of motherhood and changes in body image. She's not only one of the most recognizable supermodels and founders out there, she's also the most humble, kind-hearted, and beautiful souls you will ever meet. You are going to fall in love with getting to know her more. And before we get the party started, today's episode is made possible by the one, the only, LL Briscoe, Brian Scott. If you don't know yet, my hubby Brian founded a company called Baby Barn. It's the cutest, highest quality baby and toddler clothes. From neutral palettes, joggers, to cute matching sets, you'll have everything you need for your family, your niece, nephew, baby, or your friend's baby. Right now, when your order is $75 or more, you get a free tie-dye jogger that is super cute. If you're listening to this episode later, check out shopbabybarn.com because there's probably an exciting promotion going on too. So thank you so much for supporting our small family business. We really appreciate it. All right, let's bring on Emily. Oh my gosh, okay,
1: hi. Hi. Hi, hi friend. It's so nice to see you. I'm so excited we're doing this. You
0: yeah, know, the last time that I saw you was a brief hour or two in Miami, and so brief, <laughs> so brief. <laughs> well, I was so impressed and so proud of you for coming to Miami pregnant and. Just, I know that it's so, everything is so much more when you're pregnant. And so to make that trip, it was just nice. And um, yeah, we have a cute selfie from that. So at least we got a picture.
1: <laughs> I know. At least we got a picture together. So true. Yeah. I mean, I remember that was my first time traveling also in ages in general. So I was like, this is a whole new world, new ball game. But we'll get into all of that.
0: <laughs> How long ago did you and I meet? Like eight years ago? Seven?
1: Oh my gosh, eight or maybe even nine years ago. It was so long ago. And I will never forget the first time I met you when I was in the Tone It up offices. And I was like, I'm so nervous. Like, I don't know what to say. I feel like such a loser. Like they're so successful and cool. And I'm just a model. Like I was so intimidated, which was ridiculous because then we had a great time.
0: (laughs) I felt, I felt the same way where I was like, Oh my goodness. Like this sports illustrated swimsuit Vogue cover model is like coming. (laughs) And then we're all, I was like, we're also going to dinner and I had like two bottles of wine because I was so nervous. I I think I like pre-gamed for dinner. I'm like, how to talk to a supermodel. (laughs) But yeah, I, and I don't know what I thought. I thought that I just like, wouldn't be cool enough to talk to you, but then what's refreshing is you're the most down to earth, like joyful, kind, open-hearted person I've ever met. And so it's just really, really refreshing. And I'm sure anyone that follows you feels the same way, even if they've never met you in person. And if you do follow Emily, like everything that you feel about her is absolutely true. And then like a hundred times kinder. So if anyone has never seen anything about you, I love you. (laughs) Um, I love our friendship too, but uh, I... I would love for you to just like share a little bit of your story. Like I said, I feel like this is like part one of like five things that we could do together. Today is going to be hilarious because it's about pregnancy, but you're such a boss in so many ways that we have to do like part two, three, four, five. But um, but yeah, if anyone hasn't met you before or seen you in all the places that you've been, I'd love for you to do like, like speed date
1: here we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> for anyone out there who has no idea who I am. So I'm Emily. I've been a model for over 10 years now. I think I'm going on like 12 or 13, which is so insane. Um, I've been the face of Maybelline for over 10 years. I was the face of Biotherm for many years. i um, done a lot in fashion, all the Vogue's and Elle's and Marie Claire's and walked a bunch of shows and had a great modeling career. And then over the last couple of years, focused more on social media and content. And I know, you know, all about that cat. And and then, you know, about six months ago, less than that, I launched my own skincare brand, Covey. I am also pregnant, which we are going to talk about today. <laughs> um, so those are my major life updates, and that's where I'm at today.
0: <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible everything that you've done, and then somehow you're like the most humble person. Kyle is. Kyle is actually the reason why. We are friends, which I don't want to give him that much credit, but thanks, Kyle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true. I'll give him that.
0: So you and Kyle met on an airplane, which is like wild. Do you want to share that real quick? Because I just feel like all girls that are single right now are going to be like booking a flight right now. Just (laughs) hoping for the same thing to happen.
1: Yes. So my husband, Kyle, who introduced us, um, we met on a flight from New York to Denver, like eight or n- no, nine or 10 years ago now. And yeah, I was flying there to shoot the cover of Vogue Australia and he was going for a work ski boondoggle type thing. And we sat next to each other and we started chatting and hit it off. And we were both from upstate New York and we lived on the same block in New York and we had friends in common. And it was just such a totally weird, like small world situation. we kept in touch and and then a couple years later we got married.
0: <laughs> Watch like, I think you should ask him and be like, did we really live on the same block? Did we really? Have, like, <laughs> no. he, he like wakes up, he wakes up on an airplane next to a supermodel. And he's like, anything she says, agree to. <laughs> you find her like, Oh my God, he moved here. Cause I lived. <laughs> yeah. um, no, he would have been a smart man if he did that. But that is so, <laughs> I don't know why that came to mind. I'm like, immediately sociopath. <laughs> But did you say that you were like sleeping part of the flight?
1: Yeah, I slept for like the first half of it. And then I woke up and I was kind of, and I had been checking him out a little bit. I like spied on his computer and I wanted to see what he was working on. And, you know, I was just like sitting there, like doing Sudoku. I remember like very chill. And then he said something to me first and we started chatting. So, but it was nice because it was just a really cool, casual conversation. Like I didn't feel like he was hitting on me. If he had hit on me in like any capacity on an airplane, like while you're stuck, I think I would have been like, yeah, get away from me. I never want to talk to you again. But he was just so nice and like polite and genuinely interested and knew nothing about fashion or modeling and was just like, so you're a model. You like go out to nightclubs all night long. And I was like, no, do you see that in like a music video or something? <laughs> totally.
0: You know what? Okay. So I feel like we could definitely talk about your relationship for an entire episode. So maybe we do, um, Maybe we do that like with Brian and Kyle because you guys also have like blended and worked together. So we will look forward to that. Everyone that's listening, that will be so fun. Maybe we'll do it like over wine post, definitely wine postpartum, and it'll be hilarious. And we'll put them on the spot. Um, But I do feel like he had like probably three hours to figure out what to say to you. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, very cool, very
1: cool. You like wake up, he's like, hi. Yeah, pretty me. much. He has admitted to that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute.
0: So after you guys like first comes love, then comes marriage. Then did you always pick yourself as a mom? Did you guys know right away that you wanted to start a family?
1: Yeah. I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. Like my mom had three kids. So I was so, so close with her and very much grew up in that kind of household. And I think It wasn't like a, I'm dying for babies 24 seven type of feel, but I always knew that that was a role that I wanted to do in my life and be, and like have a baby. So I guess we both knew we wanted to, that was something we spoke about very early on.
0: (laughs) I I do think that that's something that you have to talk about early on in dating and make sure that you're on the same page about that. You're going to be the cutest mom like, I can just... very crossed. Yeah. Like, oh, my... I, are you kidding me? Like, you're so sweet, so cute, hilarious. I can even picture <laughs> you making, like, the snacks for the classroom when... Like, it's so funny. I can, I can see it now. And when you... Tell me about, like, when you guys found out that you were pregnant.
1: I mean, we... We knew that we wanted to start trying relatively soon. So we were kind of not, not trying. So when it happened, it was so anticlimactic. Like I watch on TikTok, all these adorable ways people announce it and share it with their partner. I was just waiting for Kyle to get home. And the minute he walked in the door, I was just like, guess what? (laughs) Like I didn't film it. I didn't make it cute. I didn't even have the stick with me. I was just like, guess what? (laughs) He was like, what? Um, And I told him and he was just like, no. Way because it, it happened you know quickly for us and that was awesome and we were just so excited and then from there it's like everything turns upside down right like you in in the best ways and in some not as great ways but yeah well we're today we're going to be talking about like the five
0: most unexpected things to probably more uh, that you've experienced while being pregnant but you also decided to. Uh, create another baby during this entire journey. And that's an entire business, which I feel like, I feel like Tone It Up is my firstborn. And so what has that been like, you know, running a business, but while also making another baby and how have you been able to balance that?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I found out that I was pregnant, like, two weeks, not even after we launched my skincare brand Covey. So the timing was not like perfect. I probably would have waited a couple more months, but honestly it probably happened for a reason because like you know, things got so crazy and busy and exciting with Covey, I probably would have been like, oh, I can't have kids for another, you know how it is when you start a business, you're so engaged. It's so exciting. It gets so busy. I probably would have been like, I need to wait like 10 more years before I do anything else. Cause it's like having a baby in itself. Um, and I think in the beginning, what was really hard was that I was so tired and I was so exhausted and I was also, you know, in this super busy, exciting time. So pushing through that and pushing through those moments were really, really hard. But at the same time, I'm so grateful that Covey was out in the world because I had something to look forward to every day, something to work at, something to improve at. And there was always just something new and exciting going on with it. And I think if I hadn't had that, I probably would have spent a lot more time in bed, like (laughs) just, just laying down, (laughs) doing nothing.
0: We were, we were recently talking about this where you can kind of distract yourself away from what you're feeling. It's kind of like when you're hungover, like you'd rather like do stuff than lay around and feel terrible about yourself. It's like, you can definitely lay in bed for like 12 hours when you're pregnant. So kind of going off that, what superpowers about yourself have you discovered?
1: Oh my goodness. Since launching a business, I think I'll start there first, just because I feel like what I discovered about myself was kind of like that I know so much more than I ever gave myself credit for. You know, I, like I mentioned earlier, I've been a model for so long. I definitely suffer from imposter syndrome. I kind of felt like, Oh, I'm just a model. What do I know about marketing or deals or money. Like I was just like, I don't know. I I love skincare and I love beauty. And that's why I started this business. But that doesn't mean that I know like anything about business stuff, right? Like that all just felt so intimidating. And in the first few months, like, you know, we would be on calls and I would just let my business partner, Christina, who's my best friend do all the talking. And anytime I would ever say anything like in a call or mention something, she would text me on the side and be like, good job. Like great point. Like so proud of me for speaking up because I would just be so scared. But my point in that is just like, you know, so much more than you think you do. And like, We all suffer from a little bit of that kind of um, imposter syndrome. And then I think for being pregnant, it's like... I think the superpower there is like you can do so much more than you think you do. Like starting this business and juggling that and juggling, you know, the emotions and the physical part that comes with pregnancy. Like you're kind of all over the map and you shift into so many different gears. Like you're pregnant you're also still a wife and you own a business and I'm still a model. I'm still a content creator. And like sometimes throughout the day, I'm playing like 20 different roles and shifting gears so many different times that you're like, wow, you can do so much. Um, you just have to push yourself to do it, which is the hard part. Yeah. Wow. What is, what superpowers have you discovered about yourself?
0: Well, through being CEO to, you know, intern at your own company, like you do every single role. I think that, yeah, you realize that, you know, so much more and that your superpower about your own brand is your intuition. Mm -hmm. and that your intuition sometimes knows even more than coming up with a solution to something. What you initially felt in your heart is probably ultimately what you should do. Everyone has a creative brilliance and everyone has a genius inside of them for what they have in their own dream that it is so true. I remember the first time that Brian went to work and I was home with a newborn, so superpower as a mom. I, my hands were full and I was holding her and I had to get into her room and I opened the door with my toes <laughs> and I'll never forget it. And I was like, I've never done that before. <laughs> that is pretty badass. And I had good balance and I, my boobs were filled with milk and I was like, I, I can do anything. And I was, and the the things that you do to like not wake up a sleeping baby or like whatever, and your hands are full, like it's pretty incredible. But yeah, I'll never forget that that moment of like, I can do this. Because even when when your husband's home at first, when they leave, when you're finally alone with a newborn, you're like, this is mine. <laughs> I what's that meme that I've seen lately? Like the TikTok that it's like, I have you made people yet? I am their leader. <laughs> yeah that's how you feel. You're like, I am the leader of this house and I'm just going to keep you alive. So we got this. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. I'll be texting you when I get there. I'm sure. You're going to do such a great job. The first time that you open something like with your mouth or your toes, just text (laughs) me and be like, I did it. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of like hilarious things, you've posted so many funny things about your pregnancy, but what is the most hilarious thing that has happened so far through your pregnancy.
1: I mean, I think the most hilarious thing so far is something that happened last week when I was convinced that I had gone into labor and it turned out that I had just peed my pants. Um, And you know what? I posted that on social media and so many friends and family were like, Emily, you just told 2.3 million people that you peed your pants. And I was like, I don't care. So many people messaged me and were like, I did the exact same thing like multiple times over. Over. And it made me feel so much better. That has been my favorite thing about being pregnant is like so many women who are pregnant follow you or are already mothers. And they're the first ones there to be like, oh my God, I did that like 10 times over, went to the, the, the emergency room, went to the doctor, false labor, got sent home. Like people were like, I peed my pants like many, many times while pregnant. And I was just like, it's amazing. I feel so like united with these people, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm impressed that you went all the way to the hospital too. Like they made
1: actually,
0: me, oh, they didn't. it wasn't even oh like, like, Oh, I might be in labor. Like it was actually like, you went to the hospital
1: <laughs> Well, what was ridiculous about it was that happened. And then I was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure. And then I did start having contractions. So I was at the hospital and they were like, huh, you are having contractions a minute apart. Like it could be go time. And then they came back and they were like, so yeah, it w- it's pee, Um And your contractions have stopped so you can go home. And I was like, <laughs> perfect. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> I only woke up one night at like 2 a.m. with contractions and I started timing them. I jumped in the shower and I was like, I don't even have my hospital bag packed and I think that we're going to go. So I showered first because, you know, you, you obviously know that you probably won't be able to shower for two, three, four, five five days or more. So I'm like, I got to wash my hair. Was like, that was my first thought. And, uh, sure enough, I laid in bed after with a wet head. I don't even know. Oh, and I did pack really quick and I packed like 10 scrunchies. Like afterwards when (laughs) I was unpacking the bag, I'm like, I like how I thought that I would need this, but yeah, it was false, false labor, but I didn't end up going to the hospital because the contractions just stopped.
1: It's happened multiple times now. Every time I'm like, it's time. And then it stops.
0: (laughs) Okay. How has body image and appreciation for your body shifted during pregnancy? (sighs) I mean, I
1: think like in the beginning, (sighs) How do I? I think you have to find like a whole new level of like patience and kindness with your body when you're pregnant that I like didn't even know I had inside of me. And, you know, I've shared my journey with body positivity and I've fluctuated from a size double zero to a size 10 in like my modeling career in my life. And then when I really started seeing my body change, I won't lie at first, I was like, not a fan because to be honest, especially with your first pregnancy, like when you first start like, quote unquote, showing, it's not like a cute baby bump situation. Like, I just looked like I <laughs> ate a burrito and I just didn't feel very good. And I was like, uh, where's that like cute bump and the glow and the thing that everyone talks about? (laughs) I'm not feeling it. Um, So I think I had multiple moments and then your clothes start not fitting and then you don't really know how to dress. And I think as someone who's been a model for so long and getting dressed and feeling good and fashion and dressing to feel good was such a big part of me and who I was and my identity and my content, even like my work that I was like, I don't know who this, person is and what I'm supposed to look like. And I don't know how to love her just yet. Because Mm -hmm. there's also an element of control that just goes out the window. So I think that was something that I really struggled with in the beginning. But then once you start really showing, and I felt like when I started feeling the baby kick, it felt a lot more real and like justified for some reason, which is ridiculous. Because like, whether you're a day pregnant or like six months pregnant, you're still pregnant. (laughs) So just remember that when you're seeing your body change and evolve. So that's kind of how it's been. I don't know if that answered your question.
0: It totally does. I think surrendering to change is really hard, especially coming from a business that told you to stay small and to change for so many years. Like the way that you've actually been able to shift and evolve as a model is truly incredible. Because a lot of a lot of women that would have been in your shoes being told that you know too soft and for anyone that I'll actually put in the um in the podcast notes for anyone that doesn't know your journey of pod, body positivity like I'll put multiple interviews that you've done it's incredible so um, I think yeah just giving yourself so much grace and then it does take time to connect to a pregnancy because even they tell you you know wait the first 12 weeks to share so if you're not sharing with anyone then it's it's almost like you're pretending that you're not and so it's hard for you to actually make, make it feel real if no one knows and they tell you not to share because just in case, so, and, and then you don't feel anything except for your body changing. So absolutely until you feel kicks or something, then you're like, okay, everything's justified. We're going
1: out for a big dinner and ice cream tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there is a little person inside of me. It's happening. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And then, and then I'll just tell you like, Once you meet her and you're like, oh, then it, then the body appreciation and the grace and the patience is like, a hundredfold because you will, you will never want her to be sad about her cute little dimples or like babies have like little rolls and cellulite. And then it makes you realize how natural that is. Like we all have cellulite. We all have rolls when we sit down, like all those things, like imagine if she felt like that wasn't beautiful. And so motherhood definitely helps with your... (laughs) just body image and appreciation, but I can't wait to talk to you postpartum because it's going to be amazing. And you have so much time. Everyone like is in a rush to get their body back or whatever, but really it's like you move forward and totally. you have time. You have years and and years to discover a new you, not even to go backwards. So totally. I'm excited for you. Okay. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to the five most surprising things that you've discovered
1: about being pregnant. The first one for me was the loneliness that came with pregnancy. And I think that was very much in the first trimester because I felt so sick. And, you know, I think that you find out you're pregnant and your world really turns upside down. Like the way you eat, the way you sleep, the way you work out, the way you act, everything completely changes the minute you find out that you are pregnant. And I think I had multiple moments where I'd look over at my husband and I would be like, this is so exciting for us, but my life is completely different and yours isn't. And I don't know how I feel about that because we are partners and we are going through this together, but you're not really going through it. And I don't know how I feel about that. And I think, I remember there were multiple times where I said to Kyle, like, do you think about our future baby, like all the time? Like I think about her all the time. And he was like, I mean, I, I think about it, but not like constantly. And he's like, I think like you might think about it more. And I was just like, huh, that's weird. Yes. That's probably true because it's like, I'm living it and breathing it and in it all day, every day. And he's, he's just not, no matter how close we are, no matter how strong and solid our relationship is, it's happening in my body. And I think when you feel so sick, I remember I would lay in bed and I would just watch YouTube videos of other women being like, how did they get through the first trimester? What did they do to feel better? How they were feeling? And just, I guess it is that kind of like misery loves company thing, but like just knowing that other people just felt so icky and not good. And you want to feel so excited. There's a pressure to feel over the moon, excited, glowing, beaming. And you're like, I just want to throw up and go to bed. Like, I don't, I can't even (laughs) process this information yet. So I think like I felt really lonely. And I remember I consciously reached out to a lot of my pregnant friends or friends who had babies, which was super, super helpful. Like, I think it was one of those first times that I was like, I really need help right now. And I need just someone to kind of talk to maybe even just talk at right now to be like, this is what's happening to me. Like, am I okay? Like, did you have this? And that was really, really comforting. Um, but there was just a lot of moments before that where I was like, this is not exactly what I, what I pictured for myself.
0: Being pregnant and through motherhood can be really isolating because you're so in it and you're going through all the feelings. And it really is amazing when you can find, women going through the same thing as you and really, truly women bond, especially when their kids are the same age. I, I've seen it where it's because you're going through everything at the same time. And when you're, when you're six months postpartum, you forget, you forget what it felt like at like two months. Like you're all, you're already onto the next phase. You're like, oh yeah, I remember having mastitis, like, whoa. And so (laughs) it really is nice to find those people around you. But yeah, when you, when you told me your list before we jumped on here, I was like loneliness that I was so sad. I was like, I wish I was in New York with her, but (laughs) I know, I know what you mean because we all experience it. Entrepreneurs experience it. Women in general, just, uh, you know, we want to know that there's someone else out there that feels the same way that we do. And there are some moments where we're not sure and it is lonely. So I I love you and I don't want you to feel lonely.
1: (laughs) Well, for anyone out there who feels it, like it's normal, but I think it's also like, remember to reach out to your friends and people who, who are willing, able, and probably excited to like be there for you during this time.
0: Yeah. That reminds me when you're up through the night with a newborn, at first I felt really, really lonely and I'll try to find it and I'll link to it for this podcast episode, but I saw this video and it was the one room in the house lit up where, you know, she was feeding her baby. And then you zoom out and a few doors down and a couple apartments down was another mom. And then you zoom out again. And then it's, and it's more lights that are turning on. And it makes you realize that even throughout the middle of the night, when you feel like this is torture I mean, of being woken up every two, three hours, I'm by myself in it. You absolutely aren't. There are women all over, even in your same town, apartment building, wherever it is, um, literally doing the same thing as you. And it, and it, and I cried when I saw it. And then any anytime that I was awake, I was like, you know, I'm doing this and I'm not alone because I'm with my baby, but also there's women all over doing this too. So...
1: That's so cute. You have to send that to me. You'll have to link that below. I will find it. It was the last thing I do today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number two. Um, I think that my second one, and we kind of touched on this, was just like... (sighs) Being ready to learn to love your new body and the way it's changing and evolving. And I think specifically, I was very surprised by like some of my old demons that started to kind of pop up. I call them demons. That sounds very dramatic. But some of the more (laughs) unfriendly inner voices that I have and have had over the years, you know, as a model, I struggled for a long time and being thin was very much a part of is and was a very much a big part of my job and my life and. I used to have like this really mean inner voice who would just constantly be like, you look fat, you look disgusting. Like, look how much your body has changed since yesterday. I had that inner voice years ago. So then when I had to start embracing the idea that my body was going to get larger and change, that voice started to bubble up again. And even how I felt about food too. Like I was like, oh, you know, I didn't think I had many quote unquote rules about food anymore more. Cause years ago I would kind of be one of those people where I was like, I only eat like this, this and this, and I don't eat bread and I don't eat carbs and I don't eat pizza. Right? Like I felt very much healed from that part of my life, but it bubbled back up again where I was kind of like, Oh, I, I shouldn't eat that. Like I'm already going to be gaining weight because I'm pregnant. Like I should be more careful. I should be more thoughtful. So I think I was a little taken aback by some of those inner demons that were popping up, but I also tried to just be like, okay, I see this happening. I hear this happening. What am I going to do? Like how can I kind of shift the energy here? Um, but I was definitely taken aback by that a bit. I
0: would call those demons.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Cause they shouldn't be there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You got to eat the pizza, whether you're pregnant or not, you got to eat the pizza.
1: That's the way that is really the way I think about it. Like it is like a very mean inner voice that I have. It's like a separate entity from me that just comes out and judges my, I judge myself so hard and judge what I look like. And I'll, I would scroll back to old photos and be like, look what I looked like here or then mm-hmm. like, it's like the meanest girl energy that I have in my whole body that I would never Even dream of saying or thinking for another person. But when it comes to ourselves, we can just be so tough on ourselves.
0: Yeah. I did something pretty dramatic. I found myself, especially with the narrative of like getting in your pre pregnancy jeans, I had a whole closet filled with my pre pregnancy jeans. And I had a moment of, oh, I can't wait to wear those jeans again. And I was like, hold on, I'm not going to actually be part of this. So I donated literally all my clothes and I'm going to give these clothes to someone else who needs them because I do not need to be looking at these clothes two months, three months, four months postpartum and starting fresh. If you have the ability to do that, you can even do Poshmark, whatever it is. Like it's, if, if you want, by the time that you buy jeans that you want, it might be a different style. Like That's I hear so low is coming back and I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I, you know, I just had this, and and that's the other thing is that when you are, I feel like when you're pregnant or postpartum, you can be really impulsive where you're like, okay, this is happening. that That's what the whole nesting thing is where all of a sudden like you clean the whole house or you clean everything out or it's beyond spring cleaning. You you cleanse everything. That's literally just being very impulsive and saying, I don't need this anymore. I'm making space for new and it's totally okay to make space for new. But I had those moments where I was like, oh, I can't wait to wear that again too. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. I don't even need to wear that again. Like I'm going to find a new me. So Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think (laughs) just taking control of that inner voice as quickly as you can. Like, you know, for you, you saw the genes, you're like, you know what? No, I'm going to like get rid of these, donate these. This is not the path I'm going to go down. As opposed to in the past, I would let kind of those inner demons ruin my day, ruin my week, ruin mm. so many things, right? Because you would just yeah. feel so down or so depressed because you didn't fit into something or the idea that you're not going to fit into something again, just trying not to let that like own the narrative your narrative is so key
0: yeah that's it's so hard I think it's easier for us to say right now because we've been through it and we're we're going through it but for someone at home that has those voices that is telling her that she's not good enough or to look back at who she used to be and whatever that is like what are those first steps to take is it you know journaling those thoughts and saying you deserve
1: better like what what could that be I think for me, honestly, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier with the idea of distraction. And I think distraction gets a negative, distraction gets a negative like connotation with it. But I actually think it's so important. Like sometimes even still to this day, when I look in the mirror and I see something I don't like, like you need to move on really quickly. Like don't sit there and stare at yourself in the mirror and analyze yourself. Or if you're sitting there and that voice comes in, what can you do to really shift gears shift the energy as quickly as you can, so that you're doing something else, you're engaging with someone that takes you out of that space. Because I just think that like, when I allow it to sink in, when I allow myself to hear those thoughts or hear the, those inner voices is when I just kind of start sitting in it and I start feeling it. And I just think it's so important, like to be like, all right, I got to snap out of this. I got to go outside, take my dog for a walk, call my husband, do anything to take me out of that space.
0: Yeah. It's good that you're saying to like know when to recognize it and that you are so above it that like you can move on and just, it
1: doesn't matter. Okay. Number three, My number three is to not be, okay, my number three was that I was kind of surprised by how other people react to your pregnancy and how you will not fit into how other people think pregnancy should be or look or feel. And I Mm. say that because, you know, I've shared a lot of my pregnancy journey on Instagram, sometimes funny, sometimes not as honest as I can be. And I would get just the meanest DMS from people saying things like you shouldn't have kids then and quit complaining. You should be grateful or like, you know, your bump's so small when it was super early on, like your bump's so small, like quit talking about being pregnant or that one as well. Like I have to unfollow you because like, I don't care about your pregnancy and you talk about it too much. And it's like, people have a lot of things to say, about your pregnancy and how you should feel. And I think like there were many times where I would kind of share what I was going through or some of my symptoms, all very normal pregnancy symptoms as well. Like I wasn't saying anything crazy, like tired, lethargic, sick, all those things. And people would be like, quit complaining. Like you should feel lucky. You should feel grateful. Like you should feel like this or find something else to do. And I'd be like, I'm just sharing my church. Jer- they asked, somebody asked. I'm just answering yeah. someone's question. And you I'm trying feel to be You're
0: supposed to say, perfect.
1: <laughs> that is like the thing. Like, I was so funny. I was at a shower a couple of days ago and somebody said like, oh, how are you feeling? And I kind of just said like, oh, not great. You know, just ready for the end here. And the two people I was talking to went dead silent. And I think that they thought like, <laughs> it was going to be like this doom and gloom and horrible thing but i was like oh no i'm fine like i'm just yeah. ready for this for her to come out i'm excited yeah. for to not be pregnant anymore but people are just like if you're not like i feel amazing and you know the, the life growing inside of me people are like wait what you don't you don't like this like you're not having the best time of your life this special special time and it is super special but i think everyone is allowed to have their own journey version feelings around it
0: it's funny that you say that because I've talked with a lot of women even going through IVF that they fight so hard and for so many years and you have friends that are going through that too. And and then when they get pregnant and they're really sick, they're still allowed to be like, I'm really having a hard day. Or once they have kids, I had this one gal, you know, she, she did IVF with uh, three of her kids. And she was saying online, she has a big following about how she was having a really tough day with her kids. And then she shared the comment, not the person that shared it, but that said, you know, you should be grateful. You can't complain because this is what you wanted. She's like, wow, it's like we, we can't even even not that she's like seeking validation, but she's seeking other moms that are like, oh, I have those days too. Like you will survive and you will be okay. And this is what you can do. Like, that's what moms do. They reach out to to each other just for support. And someone immediately took that away from her and was just like, no, this is what you fought for. And this is what you should be grateful for. And it's like, no, you, you are allowed to have a tough day, no matter how much you wanted it. And you're allowed to be like, I need to be in bed and I can't wait for this to be over.
1: (laughs) Totally. I think like, it's just so nice when you have that support, when someone else says like, they almost give you permission to, to feel it, not feel it, lay in bed. Like with my business partner and best friend, some days I would just be like, I'm dead and I'm fried. And she'd be like, girl, just call it. Like, just go lay down. It's fine. Like everything's going to be fine if you just take the rest of the day to rest. And unfortunately, someone else saying it makes you feel a lot better yeah. than sometimes what you can do for yourself.
0: As nurturing women, naturally, anybody, no matter what it is, work, motherhood, whatever it is, that's, we, we absolutely need permission to slow down or to stop and just stop taking care of the world and take care of ourselves. So that's really, really, really I hope that even through, you know, that they call it the fourth trimester that you feel permission to be like, this is really hard <laughs> and, totally. and you're going to get it and you'll be fine. But yeah. And, and it's usually the people that make comments that have never experienced it. So they're the, they always say the best parents are not parents. <laughs> so right. Well, they, they have the parents. most to say for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, number four.
1: Okay, my number four is lighter, but it was something that I was surprised by. And this is more so like everyone's symptoms are so different, but I've had food aversions up until my third trimester. I did not feel normal about food up until like recently. And I have three more weeks to go, which I thought was ridiculous. Like I just started being in the mood for things that I wished I wanted to eat, like the whole pregnancy. Like I thought I was going to be such a health queen. Like I was like, I'm going to eat all the Brussels sprouts, all the broccoli, all the greens. Like I know exactly what to do. I didn't want to eat any of that. Like And it, I still, even to this day, there are certain things where I'm like, I just can't eat that. I think it also just goes to like, don't beat yourself up that you're not like eating perfectly, Mm -hmm. but also don't be surprised if your symptoms like aren't like what people would say, you know, everyone was like, oh, 14 weeks, you'll feel amazing. And that didn't really happen. Like I still feel nauseous and I still have the evenings. I don't want to eat and I don't like anything and I struggle to find something. And I'm just so excited to feel like ravenous and excited about food the way I used to. But I think it's just like remembering that your symptoms are yours and valid and going to be different from others. And that's okay.
0: (laughs) What's the craziest craving that you've had where you just didn't see it coming?
1: I have no cravings. Like I thought pregnancy was going to be (laughs) such a more exciting and gluttonous time for food. Like I, cause I have eaten healthy for like over a decade now being a model. So I was like, it's go time. Like when it, when I get the calling, I'm definitely going to be like running to Burger King or whatever it may be. I've had no callings. If anything, I'm always just like, Oh, I don't feel like eating that. Like, and I'll just, you know, eat some crackers or bread or pasta or something just to like get something down. Mm -hmm. But it was just, Disappointing. Disappointing.
0: (laughs) I feel with being pregnant with Bella, I couldn't eat anything chicken. Like I was so I couldn't even be near it. It was the weirdest thing. And then, and then it hasn't really come back. Like I don't eat a lot of chicken at all. I can't like once once it happened. Then and then I really like I I actually did want like salads and things like that. And so that was not what I expected. Um, and then I loved like ice cream and anything cold mm-hmm. because I feel like it's easy, easier to just put down.
1: <laughs> I, I agree. I've definitely gravitated towards colder foods because yeah. I was so hot all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I always wanted something cold in my body. Yeah.
0: But not like the pickles and the midnight, midnight fast food, No, yeah. <laughs>
1: which would <laughs> also be so funny
0: and cute. Uh,
1: Okay number five. My number five was more so like I was kind of surprised by the mini identity crisis that I had when I found out I was pregnant and also going into these last few weeks of pregnancy. I think this has been coming up a lot. I think I feel so afraid of like postpartum Mm -hmm. because I'm not even afraid of giving birth because I'm like, that's going to go down how it's going to go down. (laughs) But postpartum, it sounds like from what I've spoken to so many women, it's like, it's so individual and it can be, it is of course a beautiful, exciting, wonderful thing, but I also just have real fears around what it will look like for me, what it will feel like for me. Will I be a good mom? I just launched this business. Am I going to be able to like do both. Also, I've been a model for a long time. Am I still going to be able to model? Will I never model again? And I thought in the beginning, I thought I was going to feel so free from not having to think about my modeling career for a while, because I was like, I'm going to be getting big for the next nine months. So I'm off the (laughs) clock and I'll let you know when I'm back in town. And then Lately, I've been like, what if no one ever wants to work with me ever again? (laughs) I know that might sound ridiculous, but I was kind of like, what if that was the end of my modeling career? That one last job I did was it. I don't know. So I've definitely had a lot of, you know, anxiety around how much being a mom is going to change my career or my expectations around how I think my career should go. And then I look at other creators or public figures and I'm like, oh, how do they do motherhood like the way I might do motherhood? And then you're like, I, I don't know what mine will look like. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yes. I think whether, whether you're a model, uh, an amazing teacher, a nurse, a doctor, uh, a content creator, like whatever career that you have, we all have a fear of that we won't be able to get back. And that maybe this new identity is going to take place, and so given the opportunity, I would love to be. Uh, a, I, I, I never say like stay at home mom. I say full time mom. It's beyond full time mom. I think I just read it like the equivalent of like four full time jobs, but I I have been able to figure out how to do multiple things. But if I couldn't figure it out, I would absolutely say, this is what I'm doing right now. And I, and I did that with the podcast. I took a break because I really needed to focus on motherhood. Bella's um, school had shut down and I was going through our IVF journey and I was launching stuff to tone it up. And I'm like, something's got to give. And it absolutely can't be these other things over here, but it can be a little bit of my labor of love. It can be the podcast and everyone will forgive me and and I can come back and I was so yeah. afraid that you know I launched this podcast and then I would take a break and that no one would want to listen anymore. And so uh and then I came back and everything was fine. And so all those the, the inner voice again of can, will I be able to get back into it? It is okay to press pause on things that we are really passionate about and really good at. If you're really good, I mean, you're ever, we're all, everyone that's listening is really, really amazing at something. And just because you put a pause on that doesn't mean that you're still not going to be amazing at that. Um, And you'll have a different perspective. I think say you, uh, you know, get booked on your first job postpartum and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's the way that you even approach it is going to be totally different. And your appreciation for that time there and for all the moms that also work on set, like all of a sudden your appreciation for all these other women that have, you know, done it too, is like incredible. Just so you know, too, the whole, how it's supposed to look and how other people enjoy pregnancy and even postpartum. Like I looked at all these other like fitness professionals that, had like six packs within four weeks of giving birth, which good for them. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying that my journey looked totally different. <laughs> and so I was afraid that that's what people would have expect from me. I was afraid that, oh, as a fitness, I'll, I can even say like model or like influencer that I was supposed to look a certain way, a certain amount of like, not months, but weeks postpartum. And when that didn't happen For me, I took a step back and I was like, it is my responsibility to share exactly where I'm at and to show that this is actually normal. Everything's normal. It's normal for someone to, on their own unique journey. And so whatever it looks like and whatever time you need to take for you, that's, that's you and that's your time. And then say you wait for your kids to get into first grade, to get back into the career that you love or to start something new, that's amazing too.
1: Totally. I think that's really beautiful. And I'm glad you said that. And I definitely relate in terms of being a model and seeing other pregnant models, first of all, who just all bump or just a little basketball or all of these things. Like I wanted to say from the get go to like my followers, like, I know I'm going to be one of those people that are just pregnant all over. And I just (laughs) know it like, and I know it's going to take me time to get into a shape that i would feel super proud to show mm-hmm. again because i just know how my body is and i know how it reacts and i've seen how some people bounce back postpartum some models and it's so triggering mm-hmm. it i and i'm like that is my cross to bear meaning that's my responsibility to like work through those emotions but mm-hmm. comparison while you're pregnant and i'm sure postpartum is is tough
0: yeah You have so much time. You have so many resources. Uh, The number one thing when you have that beautiful baby and the two of you are bonding, the number one thing to focus on is each other. And the last thing that I want anyone to ever be worried about is how you are going to recognize your body again, because I promise it happens. And it's cool. It's amazing. You'll be stronger than you ever thought you could be. And Yes, my hips are wider than they ever have been and I have my stretch marks and I, I like that to be part of my journey and it shows what I've been through. And so uh, yeah, you have so much time and it's gonna be amazing. And and it and it won't look like a lot of the people that you see, but they're and that and I and I'm glad that you phrased it like that too. You're like, it's triggering, but that's something that I need to work on. It's not like a woman showing herself postpartum that looks completely different than your journey. That's okay. And she's allowed to do that. But if it's triggering for ourselves, then that's something that we have to sit back and be like, okay, that's different for her. Exactly. Different
1: for me. Exactly.
0: Uh, okay. I have two more questions for you. Great. Can't wait to do our our Um, (laughs) follow-up. What is something that you would love to tell your daughter today? Oh my God. What if she watches this one day?
1: Oh my God. I know. I I think about that every time I take a picture or whatever it is, because my mom only has one picture of herself pregnant and I love it so much because I'm like, oh my God, how is this the only one? Obviously, this was like 30 years ago. She's like, I don't know. (laughs) But um, yeah, I do think about that, what she'll see and what she'll hear. I mean, I think that I something I would want to tell her is just like, you're so much smarter and more powerful than you are even able to recognize. And I think I would tell her to go after and try every single thing that is of interest to you, that makes you excited, that makes you feel a certain type of way. I feel like for so long, you know, you spoke of intuition earlier. I like suppressed so much of my interests or intuition and what I wanted because I thought it should be a certain way or I should look a certain way or be doing things a certain way. And it's like, I think I would just want my daughter to follow her gut, her intuition and believe in herself and understand like how much she is capable of. And it's more than she'll ever even be able to believe. You just have to go out there and do it.
0: I love that so much. That's for her and all anyone that's listening right now. <laughs> uh, okay. Final question is how do you live beautifully today, too? Like being this pregnant and cause I'll ask you each time. So what is that what does living beautifully look like right now?
1: You know, I think living beautifully actually coming full circle has been taking my time in my routines and taking time to do my skincare routine, do my makeup, get dressed, feel good. And that wouldn't be the answer probably a couple of months ago or a year ago, for sure not. But I do feel so much happier and more productive and more beautiful and like a better version of myself when I take time to take care of me and bring the best version of me to the table. So I've been like really trying these last few weeks to get dressed, feel good, like get out there. Um, because I spent so, and we all did in quarantine, spent so much time in sweatsuits and sweatpants. And of course the first trimester I was just like, and then I didn't know how to get dressed and then I kind of started figuring it out. But I do think just taking those few moments for those like routines for me. I know that sounds superficial because they're beauty routines and getting dressed and all of that, but it does trickle into the rest of my life. So I would say that. Absolutely. And I think
0: that you make it easier and you've set out your mission to make that easier where, where I usually look at my entire cabinet of, you know, beauty products. Now, even with Covey, it's like three products. Like that's how fast your routine can be. And you can you can do that and that. And for me, I just feel like if it's, if it's 12 different things, I'm not going to do it. But with you, I'm like, Oh, I can, I can handle that.
1: (laughs) No, simple, simple in all routines for me is the way to go. And it's so much more attainable and so much easier to stick to. And same with my like makeup routine. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's really only like three or four products that I'm putting on. Mm -hmm. But then when I hop on Zoom for work or for Covey, I just feel brighter and happier and like a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. So taking those moments, and I'm sure that's something that I hope I can think about or incorporate into postpartum. But I know that that's always really hard. I've heard so many women just be like, I can't even get in the shower. I'm like, I'd hope I can brush my hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on live beautifully today. And if anyone is looking to connect with you, where can everyone find you?
1: Yeah, you guys can find me at Emily DiDonato on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. Um, come say hello, wherever mm-hmm. I'll be there. I'll also, I just want to end this with I'm so
0: proud of you because I remember recording with you, you did your yoga videos and I remember saying like you gotta get on YouTube. And you were like, I'm so shy on video. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm trying to keep up with you on TikTok. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to figure out TikTok. But okay. yeah, you know how it goes. We're all just trying to figure out the next new thing. I'm okay. doing my best. I know. And that's
0: the other thing that you, that feeling of like, what's next thing? that kind of goes away once once you are a mom because you're like i could do that but i'm just not going to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the whole TikTok thing, I'm like i could i could just have my parents on there every week you know go viral because they went viral like once or twice i'm like i'll just give it to my mom and dad chris and jane but yeah it, that is that is really nice that the pressure of a lot of things actually goes away so hopefully yeah you can be at peace
1: i hope so <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I love you.
0: I can't wait to see you.
1: Thank you so much for
0: tuning into Live Beautifully today. I hope you loved this episode and that you feel empowered, connected, and of course, inspired to live beautifully. Make sure you subscribe so you're the first to know when a new episode comes out. I love seeing your reviews and hearing how this podcast is making a positive impact on your life. So if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to leave a review. I read everything from you and it means the absolute world to me. I'll be sharing your reviews and stories on Instagram at Katrina Scott. Also for ask me anything episode, literally anything. Text me on my cell at 213-205-3604, 213-205-3604 with anything you'd like to talk about title your text AMA for Ask Me Anything so I can look out for your message. Thanks again for tuning in and sharing this with your girlfriends. I cannot wait to chat soon. Let's live beautifully together.